dreaming. This is real. The Goatheads pod is back. <laughs> it's been what, three weeks? It's been at least been a month. Oh, that might be our fault. That might be on us. Yeah. Zach went on a cruise. How was your cruise, Zach? It was, uh, it was a cruise. It was a big boat in the middle of the water, and it was nice, and I got to relax and lay on the beach. And um, I got to watch the Sabres lose to the Columbus Blue Jackets on national television. That was, how, how was your time? Uh, it was good, you know. Got caught up in school. Now we're on spring break. Got some time to settle down. It's doing a lot of exams, lots of homework, but now we're on a free schedule. We're back. Sorry to all of our fans, especially in Brazil. We know we carried third in hockey podcast in Brazil, so we have a lot of fans out there. So we're back, everyone. Um, yeah, it's been since we last recorded, we were six six and one as a hockey team. I say that as like we play the the Sabers are six six and one. Um, yeah, now what you want to do for a playoff push? Uh, especially right after the trade deadline where it seems things are kind of falling apart. Yeah, we'll get into the trade deadline and not what you wanted, like not what we wanted to be, where we wanted to be after the deadline, but it seems like we're right where Kevin Adams wants us to be. In his grand scheme, his plan. So we have a lot to catch up on, a lot of... uh, It's been up and down over the past few weeks. There were uh, there was a span where we were in the playoffs. We had that playoff spot that one night. We had that second wild card, and then the next day we were two points out of it. And but it felt like it was all but ours. Mm-hmm. We've had this little roller coaster the past few weeks, and I think reality is setting in. A lot of Sabres fans. I wouldn't count us out yet. There's 17 games remaining, but at the same time, gotta play at a breakneck pace. Yeah, there, there's not much room for losing. Expect you're on a four-game losing streak right now, which is, I want, I want to say not acceptable, but for the playoffs, it's not acceptable. But that, that was always kind of like, it was never an expectation until it kind of became one on accident, I guess you can say, when the Sabres were out it's a tear. But um, heading into the season, everyone knew. This could be this, this another year, break that record. I think it's to be 12 years now. But, hey, the season's not done yet. Can't call them out. They have 17 games remaining, currently has 69 points. Um, currently behind the Senators and Panthers. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not looking great for us, but there's there's some time. And you know what? We, we've been a streaky team, and that was one of the things we've watched this whole season is – starting off seven and three and losing the next eight. There's no reason we can't win 11 of these games for in a row, perhaps. Like, this team can get hot. Obviously, we have a bit of an injury bug. Samuelson will not play tonight against Toronto, which is a big, big game. Darlene might not play. Tuck might not play. And Tuck's been out, which has been a major hit to this team. Um Let's talk. Let's, let's get to the trade deadline. Uh, everyone knows the Sabres aren't doing well, and everyone even knows about the trade deadline. But I think we should give our thoughts quickly because the Sabres did make a somewhat big move. We'll I start think, with a one. I think we called it pretty early that it was going to be a pretty quiet deadline. Yeah, I don't but know what thought, thought it wouldn't be, but let's once, get into it. Once the Timo Meyer trade happened to like New Jersey, and it kind of felt like that was like the biggest piece besides Chikrin that made sense for the team. The, I didn't really feel like we were in it. But, yeah, quickly uh, asked one to the Predators for a 2025 second. Seven. Uh, second, uh, second. Yeah, seven. Sorry. Um, Yeah, you know, change of scenery, and it's just to help the guy out. Uh, I saw – I didn't watch the Embedded yet, but there was a clip that said uh, – I saw the Embedded. I saw like having to say, uh, if we can't get anything for you, you'll have to stay put. But I guess the seventh is all it took. So it's that seemed like that was wanted by both parties. And yes, could be a bottom six player on another team. There's just not room for him here. So good for him. 
I hope he does well in Nashville. One thing I'm kind of upset about is <clears throat> his value after last season was probably the highest it will ever be. And re-signing Vinny, knowing Quinn and Paterko were going to be pieces on this team, I, I, I just it didn't make sense for me that they didn't trade him or Bjork until the deadline. I think they should have tried to capitalize on some of that value in the summer. But hey, that's just my opinion. Uh, and then yeah, went to Chicago for future considerations. Our favorite player is back. Future considerations. Uh, I'm not mad about keeping in Estroza. I think he's been great in Rochester this year. We called him up recently after the tuck injury, I believe. Isn't early on in our, our little disappearance from the the realm of podcasting. But Enestroza came in and played really good hockey. He scored a goal, I think, in back-to-back games. He proved he's capable of playing on our team. And I think he's the better keep if you're keeping him or Asplund, and obviously they did keep him, but yeah, uh, they were looking to move him instead of sending him down to Rochester. That I, they couldn't get that done, I think, just because his cap hit. But yeah, I'm I'm glad he stuck around, and um, yeah, we don't have to send him back down because after the trade deadline, you can kind of just keep what you have up here. So it's good news. Um, we made two more trades. I don't know if you have the them up, but uh, Riley Stillman is a saver. Yeah. Um, that one caught me off guard. I, I wasn't mad at it because, well, I was upset that Josh Bloom was the piece going there. And I, I'm a big fan of Bloom, and his dad follows us on Twitter and a lot of the Buffalo Sabres community. So he was a cool guy. Um, that one sucked uh, just for... I don't know. We get attached to these prospects, but you haven't really talked about Bloom a lot either on the on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But and it just goes to show how deep our prospect people mm-hmm. is right now. But Josh Bloom is a really good prospect, and his uh, like any other team, not any other team, but a majority of other teams, he's a top ten prospect, maybe even five, like some. But he'd be Toronto's best prospect right now. Yeah, if he was in Toronto, he'd be seen as the next Matthews. So. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's unfortunate, but you never know what's going to happen with Bloom. And with Stillman, he has experience. His experience wasn't great, but he's still only 24. And um, and Kevin Adams won a cup with his father, Stillman's dad, back in, was it 06? So. We're on the Hurricanes team? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, but people were like, oh, that's a little biased trade. But, you know, that means he just knows them better than... He has an idea of what kind of person he is and seems to be blending in. Um, first scene was it was Tampa's first game? It might have been a second, but he fought Tanner Janot and caught uppercuts in his face like four times. He, it was a really bad fight. He came out the, the bolt. We didn't even yeah. talk about that. Tampa traded the first round pick for Tanner Janot and a second and a third and a they, fourth. They traded the house for Tanner Janot and Tanner Janot, someone's we. We have talked about as for that price, no, not obviously not black price, but he's the kind of forward we we were discussing that we needed. That I, I was saying his name before the season started too. I don't know if you remember that. I was a big fan of. I was even looking at getting his uh, Nashville reverse retro jersey, but uh, did not do that. Probably a good thing I didn't. But the uh, lightning bolt sleeve Tampa one. <laughs> I might have to get that one instead. Back to Steve. Save Stillman real quick. Yeah, he got his ass beat, but I I think he's looked really good Played for old, yeah. for what he is. He's a bottom pairing D. He's playing with Labushkin, who's sometimes a liability, and people are kind of worried a bit, like, oh, that could be a a disaster them two together. But it's been really well, and I think Labushkin's been solid these past. Yeah, these really good five on five numbers. Yeah, you know, because the bar is big. Small, <laughs> I don't like that. But if the bar big, I know he good. Quick shout out to uh, Casey Middlestat. Um, he's looked a very, very good the past. I'd say two, three months. Um, uh, people always have been counting him out. I he's one person I'm kind of scared for the Sabres ever trade. I think the potential's there, and they see it too. It's not just us. And don't get me wrong, he has some very questionable plays but 
that happens every once, but um, that turnover. I was in the Edmonton game or something. He had like a gave someone a breakaway pass. Tampa game, maybe Tampa, yeah. But where we beat him five three, but still. Mm-hmm. It's funny you mentioned middle tech. Last night I was thinking, and I'm like, man, I'd be I'd be kind of sad if during this off season we moved on from middle stat because it is a real possibility. It's a it's a real possibility that, that we're losing a few of these guys who are main roster players this off season. Olson yeah. comes when middle stat comes to mind. Gergensen's not post O. Um, if you had to keep one, I'm I'm on the Z train personally. Um, but Gergensen's? Yeah, I'm taking Gergensen's over Akposo. you can tell he's slowing down. It's age is catching up. He's had a lot of. He's had a pretty bad uh, pass with luck, and obviously the mental health side of things. And don't get me wrong, probably a great captain, definitely a great captain. The way he's praised, and if he can get a an office job or a coaching job with the Sabres, by all means. But I, I don't think I think his, him being on the ice can it could be a liability as sometimes just with the lack of speed, some other things, but. And I think there's room to improve there. I don't think – I think you could – the team needs to get better, and I think that's an area that you could improve. And going back to middle set real quick, my idea for middle set would kind of be like a bottom six player, maybe even like a fourth line center, and then just give him power play and penalty kill time. So he's getting his time. But that's just my idea for that. But Yeah, I don't – I'd like to see Casey Middlestad stick around. I think we have him under contract. Uh, I'll pull up the cap friendly because I don't want to talk out of my ass, but I think we have him under contract the next year. Yeah, I believe you're right. So hopefully we keep him around this next upcoming season. And we're, when we're talking about the next coming season, I think he... Am I glitching out? No, you're fine. Oh, sorry. I think the next coming season we have a little bit higher standard for the play we want, and I think yeah. it fits the rule. Um, back to the trades. Um, before the big one, we also moved Eric Portillo for a third rounder <clears throat> to LA. That is, the fact you were able to even get a third round pick is crazy for a guy that was leaving. Um, I don't want to shit on Eric Portillo, but uh. Come on, if you if you don't want the comp, I know Levi's kind of like the guy in sight in mind, and he's Kevin Adams traded for him. He he wasn't picked by Adams, but it's competition. You got if you can't compete for a spot, it, it kind of worries. Like that's not a player I want. If you don't want to compete, never, his he never seemed interested in being a Sabre. All his interviews, his body language on the ice when we were at development camp. He just didn't look interested. He didn't look like he wanted to be a part of the culture that's being built here. And uh, whatever success we have or not, there's a culture being built here. And there's a tight-knit group being honed in on. And if you're not going to be a part of that, what's the point in keeping you? And the fact we were able to get a third-round pick out of that is crazy. Asplen got his seventh. And a goalie who had no business signing here got a third. So weird mark management. Uh, Evan Adams is a, is a god. I, yeah. I couldn't think of a better word. <laughs> um, and then there was an AHL move. Uh, Chase Prisky. I forgot who we even got back. I'm sorry. Uh, if you're listening, whoever the guy we got back, but yeah, it was from he was from Anaheim's uh, AHL team. And then finally, there was the Jordan Greenway trade, which was a second and a fifth. Vegas is second, so most likely the latest last second of this year's draft. And first reaction, I was pumped. I was like, "Yeah, we get just a new guy, a guy, a roster player. You're moving picks. You're not really affecting your team." But it was a slight overpay. He has seven points before becoming a saber, two goals, and five assists. I think I was hoping maybe they flipped that third they got for Portillo, but. Whatever their picks, we have so many prospects. There's no room for these guys to the point where it's just like fine. Take and, the second, fifth. sure. And look at the names you get back from the Eichel trade. Now it's Jack Eichel and a, a third for Noah Osland, 
Alex Tuck, Peyton Krebs, and now Jordan Greenway. Yeah, that's a great trade, and it's and it keeps it keeps aging. It's like a nice it's one. They can't get any better than that. And Greenway's huge. Yeah, the there's some big dudes on this team. There, there. I think that's kind of the plan is just get big guys with skill and just tower over teams. Um, we have obviously we have like Thompson and Tuck, but you don't see them being that physical. I call Tuck the big friendly giant. He kind of just he kind of like. If someone does something dirty, he'll say someone hits Thompson, he'll grab him by, like, the, sh- the jersey and be like, don't do that. But that's it. Like, there's no, like, I don't know. I feel like Tuck can be a little more intimidating than he is, but getting a guy like Greenway, uh, that'd be a, definitely a solid middle sex player. Uh, it's line. Yeah, he's taking Tuck's spot right now. And he's playing um, role in the first line. And obviously, <clears throat> there's the link between him and Granado. Apparently, Granado was pounding the table. To just get the deal done, so I think that's another reason there was a slight overhead just to get it done, which is fine. If a coach is demanding your GM to get a guy that he believes in, I'm all for it. Especially Don Granado, who turned Tage Thompson into a top five ten player in the NHL. I don't even consider it an overpay. We have a surplus of picks. We need move them. We have a surplus of prospects. So even if we use these picks, and they're good prospects, so just Getting in the back of the line behind guys who we'll talk about later in the episode, but a cool week. Uh, Matt, Matthew Savoy, who's playing really good, and mm-hmm. be a really good <clears throat> the Sabres, who doesn't even get talked about enough. No, he just, I think that the beginning of the season was a little slower than expected, and then not being picked on Canada's World Junior team, people are kind of just like, oh, you know, but he definitely took, I think he's taken that to heart, turned it up a notch. Is playing a lot better for Winnipeg right now. Um, yeah, very exciting stuff in the pipeline. It, it's we're going to need a second team for all these guys. Yeah, that's where Rochester is. <laughs> NHL team. Well, yeah. Um, Devin Levi is officially finished with college hockey, and this is out. It might be done, but um, Bang. I'm not really sure what happens. With Levi, I assume he goes to Rochester, but there was a uh, a clip I saw this morning from Elliot Friedman on his thirty two thoughts. He said something about how there was like rumblings that the Sabers were after a goalie at the deadline, and Kevin Adams was very mad about that. I guess he because he was not, and he wants to make it clear that he is giving a a path to succeed for Levi. So take that for how you want. That could mean be the starter next year I don't I, I that would be crazy just the way Kevin Adams has been developing players but from the way Friedman made it sound it's, it's might be a possibility but I, personally I don't know if I'd even enjoy that just because of goalies need time but I don't want him to look like a bust when he's gotten all this hype so I don't know these have been starting younger and younger I, I feel yeah. like Carter Hart Jordan Bennington yeah. the names that come to mind I, I don't see Levi starting next year. That's a crazy thought. I feel like I could see him pulling a few games next year, maybe 10, 15 games, which would be awesome. I want to see Levi play. I do. And I know you have to marinate goalies, but I won't, I'm, I'm antsy. I want to see this guy play. Yeah. It's supposed to be the future. I don't want to wait four years to see him play. I think once he gets to Rochester, I might have to bite the bullet and uh, get the AHL package because he is definitely probably the most intriguing high-ceiling player in our system. And that's a and that's an opinion because obviously Kulik, Savoy, Oslin, but I, I think he has the potential to be, I don't want to say the next Ryan Miller because that's a high standard, but why not? His numbers are pretty close. Yeah, what he's heard in the time is pretty insane, so. It's just weird having a goalie um, prospect. This, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I feel with Uko Pekalukkanen, there was a, always a little bit of hype, but it's just complete two different, uh, two different players. I don't mean this to sound 
mean, but if Uko Pekolukanen's name was John Paul, I, I think his people would like him a little less. <laughs> so that name's awesome. He's got a cool, very cool name. Uh, and I also don't want to give up on Lukanen. Um, I think if you were to move a goalie this offseason, I know Lukanen definitely carries the most value besides Levi, but I think the Comrie experiment is coming to an end unless you want him to be your AHL guy. I, I am not comfortable with Eric Comrie as one of our two goaltenders next year. There was the top 10 goalies who faced the most high danger shots in the NHL. Did you see this? I believe so, yeah. We weren't first or second, but all three of our goalies were on the top 10 list. I think mean, oh, Craig Anderson is still that guy. He Craig Anderson does. <laughs> like, I don't care all the games he's played. Okay. He's the best thing on the team, and it's not even close. Yeah. Give him another year. Don't. You have Alwukin in tandem next year. Comrie in Rochester. I hate talking about, like, the future. Like, we don't have a good, almost, like, quarter of the season left. So, like, kind of like we're giving up. But it's kind of just a vibe right now. It, it's a little, it's just kind of facing the fact that, hey, it, it's probably not going to happen. So, I mean, I was, I was thinking about it this morning. I was looking out outside. It was a, it's a beautiful winter morning. And I just felt content. I felt content about the Savers. I wasn't mad that they're not in the playoffs anymore. I wasn't angry or spiteful or fuck this, fuck Kevin Adams. I was content because if you showed me some of the stats that these players are putting up this year, last year, I would have been ecstatic. Tate Thompson's proving that that contract's a steal. Mm -hmm. Cousins having a career year. Jeff Skinner breaking the 63 stat we didn't even talk about that but he finally did it 64 <laughs> times and he busts it this year mm -hmm. everyone has taken a step everything you wanted to see happen this year besides playoffs which were always just a pipe dream mm -hmm. what do we have to be upset about i'm not giving up on playoffs they obviously could still happen not probable but i, I, mean, I, I feel there's only one way to look at it is to the future yeah. Um, one thing I really like about Kevin Adams, like if you take a step back and look at it from an outside perspective, he's he's he stresses this long term success. And he's right. What he's doing is setting himself up beautifully for that. So I'm not mad that we didn't get Timo Meyer or Jacob Chicken, which we should definitely talk about, or um any other big fish that was available. There were some defensemen that made sense but they were resigned by their team so we didn't couldn't even get them so I, I i really can't name that many defensemen that were moved stillman was one of the few and he's a bottom pairing guy so matias at home tyson Berry was moved yeah um i just didn't i didn't see a big move at the deadline um timo meyer that trade first of all took forever i remember that day on Twitter was everyone was waiting for an announcement and the announcement was a hundred. It was a, it was like a list of people for a list of people. I still don't even know what that trade was. I, I don't would think top of my head. They got fleeced. They were absolutely bamboozled. That is a very tough way to start your GMing career. If you're my career. Um, but good for the devils, man. I'm happy yeah. for the devils. Mm -hmm. It's going to be Sabres doubles for the next decade, I believe. I think they're going to run to the 20s. We're not even in the party yet, so. Yeah, we'll get there, though. Hopefully. But I remember the Devils started off with, like, an 11-game win streak, and it kind of reminded me of the Sabres when we mm -hmm. had that win streak in 18-19 or whatever year it was. But they've just proven that they have it the whole year. They're playing really good hockey. Their defense is stacked. They are stacked on D, and they have a lot more guys coming. They have Luke Hughes and Simone Nemich, who just picked second overall. So, Jack Hughes, ever since you yelled at him really loud, has been a really real <laughs> inside yeah. center. Yeah. I, I gave him a chirp. Was it last season? I hate chirping him. What are you going to do? I called him overpaid. No, no. He's going to be underpaid since then. Really loud, too. It was funny. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Jack remembers that probably now. Um, what? This whole is fun like once or twice an episode. It'll just go quiet. Because I remember what we were really talking about. You don't remember yeah. what we were talking about. I want to. I want to quickly talk about uh, the Chikrin trade that left a lot of people in Buffalo, the Liver King trade, quite upset. Um. So it it was obviously rumored that Kevin Adams was in on Chikrin, and that was uh, I think people were just excited because that's a big name. Grand scheme of things, I don't think he fits. Uh, Best left-handed defenseman if we got him. Yeah, it could arguably be the fourth if you look at Samuelson. Like, but I think Jerkin's better than Samuelson, but not not for what we need. We need guys who are shut down. We need guys who, yeah, just shut down players. Like, we're the highest scored on team in the NHL. That, that's a problem. One of the top. So, also the youngest. So, yeah, I'm, that's also another thing. But. That goes with defense. That goes with some of your forwards. That's why I like Greenway's a defensive forward. Um, but yeah, the checker trade, you saw the package. It was like a first and two seconds or something. People are like, well, Kevin couldn't top that. And uh, he made he made it clear. I believe Lance Lysowski asked him, uh, was it uh, what Ottawa wanted from you? Or not Ottawa. Arizona wanted from you different than what they got and he's like yeah they i'm pretty sure they wanted either one of Cooley or savoy they he mentioned those are two highly commodity players around the league like everyone wants to get their hands on the Cooley or savoy somehow so i'm not interested in moving that for jacob yeah. it just doesn't seem like mm-hmm. correct yeah worth it we have darlene and owen power owen power is having a great rookie season this is his rookie season i think a lot of people forget that Mm-hmm. A lot of people forgot when Darlene was playing and struggling, and it's just the same thing over and over again. We have these two defensemen could potentially be franchise. Why? I I think it's even more than potential. Right at this point, I think they're they've already set in stone that they're going to be Buffalo Sabers for a long time. I, I'm very curious to what Darlene gets paid. I think it's happening soon. I think it's going to be end of the season, in the summer maybe, just seven, eight-year deal. I think he's breaking $10 million. Owen Power, yeah. Owen Power is soon. I don't know if they'll do it this offseason. But one thing with rookies is sophomore slump. You look at more each sider this year. I don't know if that's something Kevin Adams would want to bank on to maybe get Power's price lower. You can't bank on sophomore slump. Yeah, you can't do a word. Mm-hmm. It, there's Owen Power could have a really good season next year, or he could have a really bad one. Yeah, but but I think no matter what, our our defense as a whole will be much much better next year. So I think that will be even okay if he takes a step back for a year. But I don't know. Season, I think is proven solid. He could easily be a pair next year. You have half your defense covered with Samuelson, Darlene, and Power. You just need a few guys to fill in basic roles to be defensive. Uh, Ryan Johnson will probably be Saber next year. I don't see him playing in uh, the AHL, and I think he'll get a shot if he signs, which I think is highly probable at this point. Um, He's good. I think he would have definitely been traded if uh, if not. So I think signs are looking good for that. You think a lot of these prospects like Portillo and Johnson – who were drafted in an era where it was how man and yeah. you think they have that like they're skittish to sign just because of that and now they're like oh wait a minute well obviously like for development camp covid year i don't think they had a development camp i could be wrong but um you you see when we were there last year like the steps that they've taken from a development standpoint are crazy they were getting Ocposo talked to an entire room of the kids sitting down. It just seems a lot more professional, a lot more like, hey, we're trying to do something here, not like whatever Tim Murray and Jason Bowder were pulling out of their ass. So I'm, I think they're, 
I think at least Ryan Johnson is he sees it now. He he because if I were him and I had the choice to leave when it looked like how it did a couple years ago, I, I'd probably leave. His attitude before this year was that he was hesitant to sign in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And then this year he, he completely flipped that. Yeah. And I think that just goes to show what Kevin Adams has done. Yeah. You had a Jerry Fortin, I believe, crying at the draft last year because of how just talking about Kevin Adams and what he's done. So. And you have a culture. You have a team that wants to play with mm-hmm. each other. Like, mm-hmm. that just hasn't been a thing for a while. It's nice. It's it's definitely different. Uh, Justin Falk and Evander Kane aren't fighting at practice. Like, this is this is a new era. It's, it's, it's nice. And Jack Eichel doesn't have that sour look on his face where he's almost unapproachable. Like, how would you talk to him as a junior? It's like that on the bench. I, every game, every mm-hmm. game, that pissed-off look on his face, which is good, and you like to see someone pissed off. But it obviously didn't work. And I didn't out. It's like, oh, this dude's just not happy. <laughs> was rolling his eyes at everything like a 13-year-old girl. It's, it was yeah. insane. No, I'm assuming you watched uh, the Tage Thompson Spin Chicklets segment the other day. Oh, I saw a clip where they were talking about his dad. Yeah, uh, they mentioned Biz. Biz says whatever's on his mind, which I highly respect. Um, he, he goes, ever since Jack got out of there, uh, it seems a lot easier for like you guys to like do things like there's no egos and stuff. And Tage was kind of just like, yeah, and went on kind of change the subject because you don't want to shit on your old teammate and all that stuff. But he can come off and yeah, hey, Biz made it clear like it's kind of obvious that was kind of holding the team back is even though he was the team <laughs> back at, back then. But yeah, it's not having that ego in the room is definitely helping guys like Gage what he's doing now everyone's doing what they're doing now everyone's having career years mm-hmm. that was not this red wing <laughs> he's like the eighth best saver it's it's a it's a really good year and we're not in the playoffs and we've kind of deflated our chances pretty much I'm not going to say it's over but our schedule coming up is brutal. The teams we're playing against for that last wild card spot all geared up. Mm-hmm. Like wild card spot, you look at the Senators on an absolute heater right now. Actually, they lost last night to Calgary and the other night to Chicago. So it's not like the Senators are taking it and running. We, I think we, if we win tonight against Toronto, which is <clears throat> who knows, or we if we get an overtime point, we're tied with. Uh, uh, Ottawa. So, and if we win, we're ahead. So we should have beat the Rangers. Yeah, that was a that was a very annoying game, especially in the Goatheads. Uh, one goal game. We got goalie. Lukanen played well. Yeah, Lukanen played very well. I thought the Rangers just didn't do really well at all. To be honest, Patty Kane's goal was terrible. Got lucky, bounced off a of power skate. Then you had uh, I. I forgot how Skinner even scored. Was it a good goal? Probably. Yeah, it was a nice play. Uh, Thompson slid it back to Labuchkin at the point. Yeah, I had a really nice pass to Scar. Good goal. Um, we you just said Patrick Kane scored, and it kind of just reminded me of all the weird people who have scored against the Sabers this year. Jack Eichel had a hat trick. Ryan O'Reilly had a hat trick. Hudson Fashion completely destroyed our chances of the playoffs. Which we haven't talked about yet, because that was a kick. All right, I I hate bringing this up. I forgot about this, but I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about this. Um, so this is my opinion. Do I think that should be a goal? Yes. Why? Listen, yeah. I'm not done. By the rules of the you're NHL, the match by so you're done. By the NHL definition of a kick and goal. That should have not counted. That should be no goal. And like I, Ed Balls should be. Should be. <laughs> I it, it clearly was redirected in. I think that's in my opinion a skill goal. Like he didn't use his foot; he used his leg. And I think that should be a goal. But by the rule, that is not a goal, and that hurt. 
badly. Expression is bad then. Because it was Hudson Fashing. <laughs> Hudson Fashing. I haven't even thought of him. I don't know where what he's been off to. I know he was in Highlanders. Yeah. I, I think he recently got pissed. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah Hudson Fashing. <laughs> That was a really big game too. I uh, we were together for that one, and that was probably the biggest game of the year. Isn't the Islanders play tough hockey? They play really tough hockey. Tough to watch too. It's boring. It's because of how defensive. Damn, they got it figured out pretty well, and um, Kyle Ocposo just scored to tie it up. And I think not even two minutes later, that goal happened. It looks like a kick. They called it a kick on the ice. They had enough evidence to overturn it, which I don't believe. They called Toronto, and Toronto said no goal or goal. Completely sunk. I don't know. I don't know how you overturn that. I mean, they called it off, and they had a. I don't know. That's just lot of evidence to overturn it, and somehow they decided they did. I. Mm-hmm. That was a heartbreaker. But you know what? It's fun to have heartbreakers. Mm-hmm. When's the last time we watched a Sabres game in March? Then cared. Not laughed. Just actually genuinely cared. Yeah, it's been a good 10, 12 years or something like that. So, And we were, what, 9, 10 years old? I wasn't even I'll be honest. Like, I remember the playoffs, and I remember my dad being excited. And I'd watch a little bit, but I didn't really understand... Mm-hmm. What was really going on? It was hockey. I knew that, but it 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 felt new to have like that feeling where the game's over and you're just devastated. Mm-hmm. You feel that as a Bills fan now because you have the playoff games and you have those high stake games, but it's new territory for the Sabers that we haven't seen in over a decade. Yeah, and there's more of it to come. There's going to be heartbreaking games like that. There's going to be ends to seasons that we don't like. Of course, it was Hudson fucking fashing. Uh, that's the only thing that's really getting me. Like, <laughs> if it was Brock Nelson, whatever, but it was Hudson fashion. I, I think I watched his first goal as a Sabre live. It might have been his first game, too. I believe it was against LA Kings. I remember, like, the big, like, it was him and was it Cody something Nelson? He, I believe he retired uh, the defenseman for the Sabres a while back. It was, like, their debuts. I remember he scored. I was at that game. I was like, oh my God, this guy's going to be so good. <laughs> and here we are. What was coming for you? <laughs> there was some uh, tweets that were around a few weeks ago, and it was um, the last time we beat Tampa and the last time we beat Florida in Tampa and Florida in the lineup. Uh, the one lineup, Brandon Montour was on the second line forward, and Jeff Skinner was on the fourth. <laughs> And uh, it's just fun looking back at those teams and where we are now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wish I could pull it up. I don't know if I still have it. I, I saw the graphic as well. The Like the Royal, like the 50-year anniversary gold too. And oh. Yeah. Brandon Montgomery, what a player. What a, he'd be great on this team. That's a shame that that did not work out at all in the slightest. Mismanagement. Everything that happened those years can come down to mismanagement. The team was in complete disarray. Like nothing that made sense made sense. Mm-hmm. So all in Jeff Skinner playing with Jack Eichel. We pay him nine million because the soccer guy Ralph Kruger doesn't yeah. like. And he and Ralph Kruger kind of ruined Jeff Skinner's name. League wide think he's overpaid and I think that's going to go away because he just had a 63 point season last year and a 65 point season this year and then season's not even over mm-hmm. great player I think no matter what Skinner's overpaid just because <clears throat> what he brings is obviously goal scoring which you need but I think and playmaking he became an amazing playmaker but Okay, well, put it in no matter what, it's going to always be a little too high, but that's fine. Fine. Give a million of his contract to Tage, pretend we pay Tage eight, give a million of it to Cousins, pretend we pay Cousins eight, and Skinner seven million. Yeah, sure. That bad. I mean, you got six million coming off this year from Ocposo. 
another yeah. two from Bergensen's. Yeah, but no matter what, if I post or sign, no more than a generously two money. Yeah, so money's not a problem, and it won't be for a while. Fuck you, money. Yeah, <laughs> I think it will be. It won't be a problem, but we have big pieces to sign. Yeah, it's gonna catch up. Um, Quinn and Paterka, probably a year or two from now, are gonna need to be paid on power. Savoy, Cool League, Oslin one day if they all somehow become Sabres. Um, we need like six forward lines. There's no way. Like, we have to so just keep Darlene, Sayosin, and Power and just to roll another forward line. I think that should work. Um, The overall theme of this episode I, I figured was going to be playoff talk and where we are now, obviously, we're not where we were a month ago. Uh, if we made episodes during that month, we would have had a pretty fun roller coaster ride because after that Washington game in the Goat Heads, where we were just peppering them, I thought there was no way we weren't going to the playoffs, and that would have been my attitude then. But here we are now. It's March 13th. Where do we see the Sabres at the end of the year? Where do you see the Sabres at the end of the year? Currently, I think we're slotted as 10th the worst in the league. Um, I think they make it closer. I don't... I think they're going to have a, one more push in them. And it's... I think we even might somehow appear in a playoff spot one more time. I think by the time the season ends, I don't think we're going to be in. I don't know. It's it's a lot of hoping, a lot of things need to go right, but now you got Samuelson week to week, Dalene's day to day, Tuck's just coming back. Samuelson's initial injury in the beginning of the season is when we had that big losing streak. So we're better with Samuelson. Yeah, the numbers are there. Stephen will be tough, but um, I got no complaints. I really don't. Playoffs weren't the goal this year. They weren't. We still could make the playoffs. We really could. If we went on a crazy win streak right now, sure, let's make the playoffs and get bounced by Boston. That's fine. I don't. That's that's fine. And just show but these guys what it's like to prepare for a game in the play- show. Jeff Skinner what it's like to dress up for a playoff game. Like he's Angus Gergensen's. He needs. Yeah. To Most guys on our team don't know what a playoff game is. Is Skinner 30 yet? He has to yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. That's sad. That's genuinely sad. I feel and terrible. not to blame for that. I see a lot of people like, I don't get that whole, if you haven't been in the playoffs this long, it must be your fault. No, that's not the case at all. A lot of bad, <clears throat> bad luck and uh, bad organizations. Yeah, that's the fault. It's tough. Is there any moves you wish the Sabres or any guys you saw at the deadline you wish maybe the Sabres got? Or is uh, are you happy, you content with what, we're, what we did? Or even a guy moved? Uh, I would have liked to see maybe one of our higher-end prospects move, maybe an Isaac Rosen. He's still 19 years old, which I always forget about how young he is. But it it just feels cluttered right now. I wish everything felt cleaner because we have so many prospects we're talking about. And next year's a playoff year. Mm-hmm. Next year, I'm not going into this and saying, oh, the expectations are to be a little bit more above 500. It's a playoff year. You got to make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I'd like to be in the top three of uh, the division, to be honest. Who knows what happens? The whole season. Yeah. Tampa's looking like they're slowing down as a whole. The Panthers are a weird team. Boston's the best team in NHL history. Yeah, who saw that coming? Um, That's 15 It's nuts. Detroit just beat them, though, 5-3. to three. Yeah, that happens when you can't. It's 82-game season. You can't expect uh, perfection night in, night out. Which they've been pretty consistently. They've been 
all but perfect. Mm-hmm. Which is good. I, I like to see good teams play good hockey. It's fun. And I like the Boston-Buffalo rivalry, and we got them once this year in overtime. That was a great game. And uh, we played them again, and we lost. We played them before that, and we lost. And we play them again this coming week. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's something uh, with the Maple Leafs game tonight. This was, this is like a huge game for Buffalo, not just because of the standings, but just like the hatred towards Toronto. And I never really realized that Toronto doesn't really care about us. They have many more rivals. Like Toronto's like our rival, one of the top three. They we're not even in their top five, which is it's strange. It's, it's weird that like they come. What do you say the top rivals are? Boston. Um, they go back with Senators, Tampa, all these guys. Anyone in the division, really. Um, just other top teams, like anyone chasing them for some of the top spots of the league. They they got uh, those are always some good games, but Buffalo's just not a team they like are worried about or just like have this hatred for. They just kind of fill our seats. And don't really care. Just watch their team for a good price. Which is nuts. I that I wish people after that game because that was the most upset I've ever been. What? Bowl Leafs goes in our arena. Ryan O'Reilly hat trick. Hats everywhere. It's just embarrassing. The wave. They were doing the wave. Oh my god. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I, I just really hope for the future that slows down. This hopefully more Sabres fans are in the seats. I get it's hard to pass up on guys overpaying for tickets, even though they're really underpaying from compared to what they pay at home. And I don't know. Hopefully, some Sabres fans decide not to sell their tickets to them. Uh, I'm not to. I want to tell you what to do with your stuff, but uh, you should probably go. I think sure. that rivalry though is gonna pick up naturally when the Sabres get good and Toronto's good. It's just mm-hmm. gonna, the rivalry is gonna be coming back before you know it. I mean, hopefully. Austin Matthews last, last year. Harris Classic was today, last year. Yeah, I said uh, Dylan Cousins. That was a great game, by the way. Great, uh, new era game. And we saw the the hatred those teams have for each other. And I think as the Sabres prove themselves to be contenders, because we're still not proven to be anything except young and promising. Yeah. Well, that'll just happen naturally. And I think once that does happen... The seats will be pretty split in our arena, which is still sad, but I think that'll make a really fun atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. How many is this our third and final time against Toronto this year? We only have three games against them. I thought we had four. I think you have four against division. I don't know. I feel like this is only the third this year, and I think it's it. I don't know. I could be wrong, but. I think that's another reason why the NHL is trying to do 84-game seasons. I don't know if that's going anywhere, but we'll see. Yeah, let's have the type of game. Guys play more contact hockey. Yeah. 82 isn't enough. Let's add two more. These guys who, after the playoffs, have punctured lungs and broken feet, we should make them play more. (laughs) You know, Gary Batman's been commissioner for 30 years. Wow. Happy... Happy anniversary, Gary. You're doing a swell job. At what point does he step down? At what point? Like, what does it take? Like, how does he get removed? We've had the NHL with him. I don't think he steps down until the NHL is in turmoil. Yeah. But I was just watching uh, a video about the whole Jersey situation going on, which is going to be pretty interesting. That'll be fun to watch the next two years because I believe Adidas has us under contract. Next season, and that's it. And then they're backing out. We were done after this season. Okay, I don't know reason because they still have um they have games planned and paired. There there'll be new jerseys and stuff. But man, I'm curious to see where the NHL is going after this because did you see the uh I think it was I'm pretty sure it's legit the leaked uh what the third jersey or not the third the why can't I think of the name. Reverse retro for the Sabres was supposed to be the red one. Yeah, the red brain. I I like that. It's a lot better than I had. It was nice, but I think it's too much black and red. I think they did good with the white, but 
with just the white pants and the white helmet. They had a blue helmet, but yeah. Oh, it was the blue helmet. They should have had blue pants, white helmet, and I think yeah. it would have been a lot more appealing. The, okay. the whole uniform was just clunky. The jersey's nice on its own, but I didn't. Yeah, I have uniform. Um, we had it perfect with the alternate. I think the go-heads were great. When they said redoing the logo, I was really worried about that. But it looks great. It looks great on the ice. They only wore it 12 times this year. They're 8-2 and two in it. I think, yeah. More games. Mm-hmm. Such a nice jersey. I wish they would split it at home. Half go I have a weird feeling in the next couple of years that's the main... The main logo, the main jerseys. I don't know. I I can see it from the fan response to it and the winning with it, and like the they sell seats just wearing them. I can see it. Jersey man, it's such a cool jersey. Yeah, it's hard to let go of. I mean, if you can keep the the away and home as like alternates, then sure, I'm all for that. I think more black or red the better. It depends who uh, the NHL uh, partners with for these jerseys because. Reebok, when Reebok took over, they canceled all third jerseys for one season just for um, manufacturing purposes. And then when Adidas took over, they paused all third jerseys until the season after. So if we're, we're under a new contract and we don't get the goat head for that third season we were promised after this next one, I think there's going to be a lot of unhappy fans. And I would love to have it. Is the permanent logo, even though I do love royal blue. We fought tooth and nail for the royal blue. Yeah. The, I can't believe we wore navy for that long. That is such a ridiculous era. I see, like, dude, you know, a funny video I saw? Not even funny. It's just, I was looking at Tage Thompson's highlights before he was Tage, like before last year. He's had some pretty great goals, but seeing him on the ice with like Vladimir Saboka and navy blue it was very odd very odd watch and he had like i don't know why he was never seen like as like the potential like it was so long ago and he was just shoved down on the taxi squad or in rochester and i understand he didn't play great up here but and he he got injured too that one season so i don't know well early Mm -hmm. i was like yard shift he called it. it was like the last shift of the game I think they were down and he took a hit and he was just pointless hit and he was out just like that. So I also said in something that Tate Thompson was always one of the better players in practice, which I don't doubt. He's huge. He's got hands. He's got the, the talent, but we're finally seeing what it was. And the one game I remember where uh, I think it was Tate Thompson's first year as a Sabre. It was during the streak against Detroit. He tied it up. With a rocket. Yeah. Which we're seeing dozens of this year. Mm-hmm. And then he scored yeah. in the yeah. No hand. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is when your batteries die in child. But it worked. <laughs> Another person that uh looks great in practice. Uh, I was listening to, uh, what's it called now? Uh, Sabres Live, Marty and Duffer, after the Tampa game where Labushkin got the winner. Something where it's like, Labushkin in practice is just a demon. Like, he's like a playmaking hellhound. Like, he, and he's like, I don't know, it's really cool. He's good. I love Labushkin. I think yeah. he's fine. He's had a very injury-riddled season. Never really looked like himself until kind of recently. And the it's- very beginning of the year. He also takes a lot of penalties. Not as of recently. There was that skid where it was like, oh my God, every box. He has um, not scored at home yet. We've not had to, got to hear the Gummy Bear song. If he doesn't score at home until the last home game of the season, I think you gotta for all the people who bet, I think you gotta put ten dollars on the bush and getting a goal. <laughs> Just there's no way we don't go this whole season without the gummy bear song. It, it has to happen. The key it makes sense. Be it would be such a shame. That'd be such a waste. Just they'd have to, no matter what, bring him back next year. He'd have, he can't get traded. They have to have that happen. Watching him score at home would be the greatest feeling because you know, in about five seconds, 
the government song is about to come on really, really loud. Like the loudest you've ever heard the gummy bears song. You're at a you're at a sporting event with thousands of people. So imagine we're down like six two with like a minute left and he does it. That'd be uh, as bad as that would be, that would be top tier That's comedy. What we were talking about when they were playing Toronto. Yeah. The Bushkin had like he walked in and put it off the crossbar. Yeah. But if he would have ripped one right there, made it six three, and then the gummy bear played. Oh my god, you can't write that. Yeah. That was great. And his only goal this year has been was that his only goal against Tampa? Yeah. Mental. What a goal. Honestly, he shot it right at the goalie and he bit he thought he he's used to facing shooters. He he like jolted over the opposite post and it just floated by him. It was great. That was they, uh, they, they played the gummy bear song in the locker room after. Yeah, I saw I saw Skinner was playing it. Yeah. Well, I was, we're reaching the hour mark and we should probably do our players. We'll do player of the month since we've been gone for a month. So we'll go the six, six and one um skid we've had and do our players of the month. You wanna go first? I'm gonna go to Casey Middlestat just because I think he's looked really good. He's been, the points may not be there, you know, they kind of are, uh, but just, I think he's looked very, just improvement. He's looked really good. That's my uh, Who's your, he, he, Casey Middlesex got a couple bozos of the month by us. Uh, early in the season. That was, really yeah. cool. it's good. To, it's a good bounce back for him. Well, so there you go, Casey. You say you're taking a bounce no, I was asking who your defenseman was. It's got Dalene. Yeah, it's Dan Wolverisk. Um, yeah, Dalene. I think my clear of the month. I'm trying to think of all these games. I can't. I want to say Jack Quinn just because of how good he's played. How good he? I'm gonna say Jack Quinn, just because he's not really hitting his ceiling points-wise at all. Like, he's not scoring as much as he should. He's not on the score sheet as much as he should. But he's playing really good hockey. He plays really smart hockey. Even defensively. Yeah, really good. I've been a really good season. So I'll give it to Jack Quinn. Defenseman, Rasmus Dahlin. What about a goaltender? UPL. I got to go Craig. I mean, he kind of got washed last. It was the last time he played, but uh, it's overall Craig. It's been Craigging around. Did they keep Comrie in for all 10 of Dallas's goals? <clears throat> That's, yep. <laughs> That's a crime, man. I don't, because they all happened. I literally, it was like six something. It was a, not a, it wasn't a close game, but they didn't have 10. I went downstairs to make food real quick, and I came back. They had nine. Yeah, I haven't watched the goals either, and I, I'd assume they're not all Comrie's fault. But goddamn, that there was just a shooting gallery. They were just teeing off. Yeah, I there was I, a time where it was six to three, and it was like, okay, maybe uh, every every game they score is like, all right, here's a comeback, comeback, kids. I don't think it's happened once this year. I was going to say, mention that earlier, but I forgot. Um, they don't have that dog in them like they used to, like last year. Yeah, kids are gone. Yeah, it's a, it's a new group. Maybe they'll be back next year. Who knows? We'll have to see. Have they had really a big comeback? I The one I, game I that comes to mind where they scored with the net empty, which we I don't mm-hmm. think we ever do. But that wasn't really like a comeback. We almost had one against Columbus. We didn't really talk about Columbus loss, but I think we mentioned in the beginning – one of the worst league, a tanking yeah. team, and you lose at home during crucial playoff time. Bad loss. Yeah, we even Sabres have, I think, four wins wearing royal blue at home. So unacceptable home numbers. Yeah, if they're trying yeah. to fill seats, losing every time you're home is not a not something you want to do. I mean, they win in the Goat Heads occasion, eighty percent of the time, I guess you can say. And uh, the, I don't remember what the record was in the reverse retros, but those were so butt ugly. Who cares? And I don't think it was good either. So, 
I remember the Pittsburgh game early in the season. I think it was the tenth game of the season. That in the reverse retros. We won that one, right? Yeah, we did. It and was, we lost them twice a row. Play on the empty net. Mm-hmm. That was a fun game. That yeah. was a fun time. Seven and I three. Think we were already we're already wrapping up on the season. This is it's been a. It feels quick, but then you look back, it's like wow, it's been a while. So. And you know, it's our first year doing a podcast. I feel like it's weird saying we're doing a podcast during the podcast, but we don't really know what we're doing. <laughs> I'm not a broadcasting major. Tony's not a broadcasting major. Um, we don't, we, we're left to our own devices here. And it's really just a project we've always talked about. It's kind of like the reason we kind of did it is. Zach and I were like, we talked hockey, but none of our friends or anyone that we really know cares or cared about the Sabres. And it was like, we had no one to talk to. And it feels like the younger generation is all Bills, and can you blame them? But um, right. I think it kind of like the goal for this is kind of just like maybe reach a younger audience somehow or bring some people in who are kind of out. Like when the bill season ended, our our numbers went up. Um, Sabers were the talk of the town, and I think uh, maybe if we can do anything to just you know grow Buffalo Sabers hockey from a fan standpoint, I think we're I think we've done a well enough job for our first year, and I think we're only going to improve from here. Yeah, uh, we're a young podcast. We're like the same <laughs> in a lot of ways. We're gonna have months where we don't show up. That's just how. It's gonna be. <laughs> No, obviously not that, but it's just fun to have a have an hour of my day where I'm just talking about the Sabres. I don't have to worry about anything else going on in the world because everyone else who's listening lives in the same world where there's a lot going on sometimes and it's stressful. So just being able to sit down and talk about a team that I've loved forever mm-hmm. is awesome. And I feel like uh, this year is a good growing year and Next year, I mean, we we still have a quarter of the season left, but yeah, we're wrapping up. I feel like it was just yesterday the Stanley Cup ended and we started this. Mm-hmm. We haven't even. We'll probably continue through the playoffs because why wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. Fans will want to see how this whole show ends. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's 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 crazy that we're wrapping up, and I think this year's been great. I really do. Yeah. Um. We're on our 26th episode by right now, which is crazy because we recently joined a, a podcast network, Cavs Source. Shout out to them. Um, but they were we learned a fun little stat where it's like most podcasts don't make it past like f- the fifth episode. So this is something that we've kind of just dedicated to and pretty proud of how far we've gotten and what's to come. Yeah. I mean, I can't speak for you, but I know for me, like, a lot of things I I'd say I want to do or do, I'll do like once and I'll be like, all right, I did it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for this podcast, we've had times where I don't have the motivation to do it or you don't have the motivation to do it, but it's just something we come back to because we're comfortable mm-hmm. doing and it. It's fun. Like mm-hmm. it's on, it's a privilege to be able to just talk sports for an hour. Yeah. And our Twitter page is doing exceptionally well. So if you're found us from there, shout out to you. We, um, yeah, it means a lot. We have a, a lot of like close fans, I guess you can say, who interact with all of our stuff, and it's it's just cool to see. We never really thought, never really envisioned it to really be like this. So now that it's happening, you can only think more. So more to come. Yeah, a lot. I it's exciting because mm-hmm. there's really. Not being tied down to. Shut up. (laughs) Go Uh, ahead. Not being tied down to like having skills as a broadcaster or skills as this. We can do whatever we want. Mm -hmm. We've seen, we've, we've done t-shirts. We want to get into merch. We want to do this. We can do whatever we want. Mm -hmm. It's our show. We have no boss. Like this is where (laughs) we're going to make it. And. Um, if anyone is still here at the hour and listen to the whole hour, thank you. You're the reason we do this because maybe there are people who want to hear us talk Sabres for 
an hour. Maybe they're sitting there going, I hope this goes for another hour. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> to those who want that. If you want that. Right. Hopefully we'll yeah. be back next week. I mean, this sounds like it's the end of the season. It's really not. We have Toronto tonight, and we'll be back next week. But I think it's fun to break the fourth wall every once in a while and mm-hmm. not just talk hockey. Yeah. Any, any other comments for today, or are you satisfied with how we went? I'm satisfied with how we went. Um, yeah, I don't think we really missed anything. I mean, we've been gone for a while, but I mean, like – I think everyone kind of knows what's going on. And yeah, it's hard. It's hard for you know, well to hit every note, but I think we hit the general general tone we wanted. Uh, we'll be back next week. Yeah. If you're on uh, YouTube, like and subscribe. Leave a comment or something. Make fun of me or Zach if you feel. Not me. Spotify. Download the episode, Apple Music. We it doesn't work. We are, can't get our episodes on there. I'll, I'll try figuring that out after this. But uh, until then, fuck Apple Music. Uh, everything else that's on there, no problem at all. Whatever service you use. So yeah, follow us on socials, TikTok. We just posted a uh, that Levi clip. It actually did exceptionally well on there. So uh, that's weird. But uh, yeah, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, we're we're there. Whatever it is, it is. (laughs) All right. Thanks for watching. Bye.